How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Just Somebody's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And, and today I'm... we are doing a podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so we are here with our friend, Hina Sabatine. That's me. You guys may know them as astrology on TikTok. Yes, gay. Comedy skits. Mm-hmm. A lot of skits with Austin. Yes. And most of all, reality star. Show star. <laughs> Is that what I'm known for in these streets? Well, also teaching languages. Oh, yeah. I also d- knowing about just about everything yeah. that goes on in this world. Oh, stop it. <laughs> you guys are too nice. <laughs> also one of our bestest friends. Aww. So we're so happy to have you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for doing this. Thank you, my Japanese brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give like a little like, uh, like how, like, um, like what you do on social media? Um, well, I go on that app and I just post it. Nice. <laughs> no I'm kidding. Um, I make... Uh, comedy skit videos about being a lesbian and I make a lot of astrology. I mean, you kind of just hit it all already. Did I? <laughs> I, didn't, I don't really do anything more profound than that. I just go on there and be silly and then hope for the best. So we actually met Hina through TikTok. Yes. Yeah. Hina was awarded the API Trailblazer Award. You we all were, you were we, awarded. We were all awarded the API Trailblazer Award That's for right. 2022. Mm-hmm. Basically showcasing Asian Americans on TikTok that are blazing trails. We mm-hmm. we blaze those trails. <laughs> we blaze them. And I've never been on a hike. So <laughs> that was new for me. So how'd you get your start? Like when did you start social media? Mm-hmm. So I used to be in the music industry prior to working as a TikTok creator. Mm. And um, I was trying to convince my artists because at the time it was like Doja Cat Say So was blowing up and like Curtis Waters Stunnin' was blowing up. And so I was seeing like all these music stars like blowing up and becoming like the next thing on TikTok. So I was telling my artists like, girl, you gotta start posting on here because yeah. this is how you're gonna, it's free advertising, right. hello. So then basically after that, um, she was like, I don't know, TikTok is for kids. And I was like, no, like it's cool. Like there's lots of things going on in here. And then basically um, I was like, okay, well, if I go viral, then you have to post something. Like that was like a deal we made. And then so the first video I made after that deal went viral. And it was a video of me speaking seven languages in like 60 seconds. And then yeah. Fun but, fact. Oh my god. Hina can speak seven languages. <laughs> in 60 seconds. And then yeah, That's so then crazy. went viral and then I was like, okay girl, post your thing. And then she was like, um, I don't know, like I still don't know. And I was like, okay, so I went viral <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> but then I like I like I liked making videos so much that I'd be like, I'd work all day and then at night I would be like, okay, well now it's my time to make videos. So I would like make little videos and then I would like post them and at like four in the morning and then just hope that they did something. And then I just became obsessed with it. And then at one point I had like a really big disagreement with my artist and I was like, you know what? I have good ideas. Yeah. I'm just going to do it on myself. Yeah. So I just quit my job and then I was living off that stimmy check at the time. So <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I got a studio apartment in Hollywood and then I was like, I'm just going to tr- really try to do this influencer thing for a little bit and see if I can make any money doing it. Wow. And now yeah. welcome to my crib. Now you're here. Now I'm here. It's right. crazy that you started by proving to someone that you can go viral. Yeah, that was, it was like my pride, really. I'm a Leo. So. <laughs> I was like, okay, if you think I can't do it, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Is the artist still making music today? No, she's not. Dang. So good thing. You try to save her. I try to save her, but not everyone wants to be saved, as J. Cole <laughs> once said. So when you first came to LA. Yeah. Because you originally lived in. I lived in San Francisco before. Okay. Yeah. And then before that, it was Hawaii. Yes. And before that, it was. Japan. Japan. Yeah. Wow. So just making my way across the Pacific, really. <laughs> <laughs> What's been like the your favorite place to live so far? Mm, well, like Japan, obviously, but like if we're taking away like where I'm from, yeah. Um, I obviously really loved Hawaii, but it was like you know when you live on an island and like especially as a gay person, there's like ten gay people, and then you're like, okay, well, I've dated them all, I'm running out of options, and <laughs> then you're like, okay, well, I gotta go. Um, it was just like such a small community and like, mm. that's what makes it so great. But at yeah. the same time, I was like, I need to know more people. And I knew I wanted to work in a creative industry and like, there's nothing to do out there. Um, I used to live also in Paris and I lived in um, Germany for a little bit. I lived in Spain for a little bit. So I would say like my favorite place to live was probably, I really like Germany. Oh, yeah. wow. Germany's really beautiful and like it's so green and you get all four seasons and like I've never really lived in a seasonal place right because mm-hmm. even California it's like we right. have the seasons but it's not really yeah but like the blizzards 
a lot of people hated them. And I'm like, this is lit. <laughs> like, this is awesome. Like, I couldn't wait to, like, just be inside all day. And then no one can tell me I can't just sit there and play video games because it's yeah. freezing. And I was like, this is awesome. Um, yeah. So I really like And the summer was so beautiful. Wow. Yeah. And spring, like when, like, everything defrosts and then there's, like, flowers poking up everywhere. It's so gorgeous. It's, like, not like here. No. Here it's and just, fall. like, either, like, really hot. Really hot or really cold. Yeah. How's yeah. the food in Germany? Food, so I'm vegan. Right. So like the vegan food is unreal. It's really? phenomenal. Yeah, it's really good. Like of all the places I've ever lived, Germany has the best vegan food. And I'll wow. die on that hill. Yeah. It is wow. so That's good. That's saying a lot. There's this place in Berlin called Kops, or maybe it's Kop, plur, uh, singular, like K-O-P-P, mm -hmm. I think. And they had this like, this like changed my life. It was like this egg salad, but it was vegan. Yeah. And they like made egg texture. I was Whoa. so blown away. I went to culinary school because I had this salad. I was like, <laughs> I got to figure out how they're doing this. Like I need to figure out how they're cooking in there. Yeah. So then I went to culinary school because I wanted to figure it out. They didn't teach me how to do that, but I did learn how wow. I could wow. recreate it. Yeah. Do you feel like the food, the vegan food here? is not good or do you think it's better than it's kind of like all the same thing within like different fonts it's okay. like we have like a vegan nacho we have a vegan taco right. but like it's not like let me make this like crazy thing like people in germany they they made a beef tartare what vegan. yeah what is that like what is it then so i learned how to make it actually and they would use all these like gastronomical techniques like there's yeah. this thing called um spherification and they made a mango yogurt, like a Greek yogurt, like a vegan Greek yogurt, mango yeah. yolk that okay. they spherified. So it looks just like a floating little um, egg yeah. sphere, like, you know, like the yolky part, uh -huh. just that part. And then they put it over um, beets that were kind of cut in a way that looks like ground meat. Wow. And then in the, and I don't even know how to like really explain That's it. That's crazy. They it really like when you're looking at it at first glance, like you're like, it's really red, but like that's, that looks like beef tartare. Yeah. And they were just doing like the craziest things out there with their food. And like here, it's not so gastronomical. It's more like what's going to taste good and what's going to be right. yummy, which yeah. I love also, but it's just not the same. So let's get into like your early childhood. Okay. <laughs> so, so I know you're considered to be like a real clone. So what is it like yeah. to be a real life clone? Yes. Um, it has its own trials and tribulations, you know, yeah. being clones, like it is hard sometimes because you're never going to be original or unique. But, um, my sister who is my clone, yeah. um, I look at her and I'm like, well, if I'm your clone, then it's okay. Um, you know, but technically you're the original, right? I am the original. She's the clone. She's the clone. <laughs> yeah. But like, because she's the clone of me, I am a clone, right? Yeah. Or am I the am I not a clone and she's just the She's the clone. She's the clone. So I'm not even a clone. Oh, sorry, yeah. You're, you're gonna take that away from me right now on a podcast. <laughs> so basically okay. you guys are two years apart. Four years. Four years apart. Yeah. But you are actually the same. We age. were made in a lab. Yes, we are we are the same age. We were made in a lab. Um it was a fateful day in nineteen ninety two, I think. You know. No, 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 no. Nineteen ninety five. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I'm aging myself. Um, 1985. And, um, you know, the scientists were busy at work yeah. using the single batch that my father had given them. And, um, you know, we were just made that day in a Petri dish. Just your sister came out yeah, four years later. We were separated that day in the dish. And I always felt like a part of me was missing, you know, like, I remember being in that dish with her. Right. And I remember looking at her in, in the cell eye and I said, I'll see you later. And see she you in said, four years. Yeah, see you in four years. And then we went into the freezer and it was black after that for a long time. <laughs> and then I woke up one day and I was five. So, yeah, it's hard, you know. Do you feel, yeah. Thank do you, you feel like a, like a special connection you have with your sister? My sister and I are like, I honestly feel like we have a telepathy. Yeah. Like, so my sister, like, so it's a good example of like, if she's about to cry or like, I, without even looking at her, I know she's about to cry and then I'll start crying. What? And I'll know Whoa. why she's crying. Without Wait, her saying anything? What? Without her saying anything. I won't even have to know she's crying. I'll just feel the urge to cry all of a sudden. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And she's pretty much the only person who I like regularly empathically cry with. Cause like most people, uh -huh. if they cry around me, I'm like, I don't know what to do. But with my sister, when she cries, I'm like, 
it's it's happening. I have no control over it. It's just like I just start crying. Wow. Yeah. And that's probably goes all because the way back to the yeah to the petri dish. Yeah. It goes back to the pact we made that day in that dish. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. crazy. Yeah. Um, do you guys feel like your lives would have been different if you were in a dish together at some point? <sighs> I guess it would be. Yeah. It seems I would like, know when you're crying. Right. Like what you're crying about. Yeah. We definitely well, have more of a. Like you the, would hug often, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, but Ryan and Daniel don't hug. They hugged actually yesterday. Well, I saw it two let, days let's, ago. Let's put it this way. Ryan doesn't hug Daniel. <laughs> That's true. Total A. <laughs> Ryan is, he'll hug everyone but his own brother. <laughs> And that's just on the Emotos. I just feel like, don't you feel that as like, I'm sure there's people out there. As a brother? Older siblings mm -hmm. that are just kind of like, nah. Like, I squeeze the hell out of my siblings. Well, you I'm got, like, come you, here, you little clone. <laughs> 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 yeah. You're right. We hugged yesterday, though. Two days ago. Two days ago. Did you well, hug again yesterday that I don't know about? No. I you need sure? to document every time. Oh, fun story. Really fast. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you. So yesterday night, we went to this Japanese restaurant. Period. Eating great food. We'll take okay. you there. Gorgeous. And all of a sudden, I felt my lip was getting kind of swollen. <gasps> you were allergic. Yeah. So then I was like, soy, like something so funny. <laughs> right? And then they, they look at my lips and they're like, oh my gosh, your lip is huge. So Why then I'm like, Daniel, plumper? do you have an EpiPen with you? Because you know how Daniel has EpiPens yeah. with him usually? He's like, no. <gasps> and I'm still- The one time I didn't bring it. So I'm stuck at this restaurant, right? And I'm like freaking out. I was like- I'm like, oh no, like stay calm, but like you're gonna have to get something. Like you're gonna have to leave. So I'm like, Dan, I think we better get like some kind of medicine. So Dan's like, okay, I'll go get it. And then Dan runs to the car and I'm like, oh wait, I probably should like go with him to pick out the medicine. And I'm like, hey, stop the car, let me go. So we go in the car, we drive to Rite Aid. I'm pushing like 60 down like a 25 zone. <laughs> <laughs> and my lip is like getting bigger and bigger, right? Oh my God. And is then, your airway fine? I don't know. You, I feel like you kind of, you were breathing kind of hard. Like, well, I, yeah, I didn't really want to think about it. because This I, is yesterday? This was just last night. Last night. So Ryan, you're here today. Yeah. I'm looking I, at your lips. Like, I run into Rite Aid, right? Okay. We get Benadryl. Yeah. Uh -huh. They have children Benadryl. Uh -huh. And obviously I'm not a child. But you have to make do. Yeah. So like I get the bottle, right? Mm -hmm. and I'm just ripping the bottle up in the middle of Rite Aid and I'm just pouring as much as I can. I'm just taking it, right? Why are you ODing on children's Benadryl? <laughs> don't, don't do this. I mean, don't obviously, yeah, it's bad. But I needed to do something. Right. And then, yeah, it kicked in. But, you know, with Benadryl, it makes you really tired. Yeah. And I took, like, so much Benadryl. Like, I drank Benadryl. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, the, the it said, like, take, like, what is it, like, 10, 10 milliliters or whatever? Yeah, we don't need to say how much I took, but it was a lot. <laughs> so you were hallucinating. Yeah, so last night. I told you you can hallucinate on Benadryl. Yeah. And let me tell you, I did. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so so I got so tired, right? Yeah. And like Soy and it, Ashley are over. But because so you're not sleeping, so you're pushing through it, right? right? I'm pushing through. And then you start seeing everything. And then, yeah. So I we go back to Rite Aid later, right? Yeah. I'm like, gosh, I'm getting tired, guys. And I thought if I got ice cream, I would have some energy. What would make you think that after two days ago, you weighed sugar and then you turned into a grandpa <laughs> faster than I I've think he just really it. wanted ice cream. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I get the ice cream, does nothing. I go okay. back to our house and, you know, I'm like kind of dozing off and all of a sudden everyone's talking and apparently I said to them, guys, George Clooney is getting married tomorrow. Yeah, so we're just You're playing. You're hallucinating about George Clooney? <laughs> yeah, we're literally just playing like iPhone games and like just like laughing. And then Ryan goes, Whoa, George Clooney's getting married tomorrow? And then we're like. <laughs> oh my God. I wish I had your hallucinations. That's tea. So I don't know what happened, but I started saying yeah. stuff like that. Well, for some reason, drowsy medication doesn't put me to sleep. What does it do? It makes me hallucinate. Like anytime I've taken like a Benadryl or anything like that, like most people when they hit that wave of like, okay, I'm drowsy now, they can just go to sleep. For some reason, my brain is like, we are not going to sleep. We can't do it. So I just sit there through the drowsiness. I know I'm tired. I know I want to sleep. But if I close my eyes, I don't sleep. I just sit there with my eyes closed, which yeah. is silly. So I just, I'm like, okay, whatever. I start seeing things like one time I saw, um, I took a Benadryl, had to go to work and I was on the Metro on my way to work. And I started seeing cats outside of the window of the Metro. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shoot. That is like, cause I thought the cats were going to die cause they're outside. Yeah. And then I started, I was like, holy shit. And like, I look crazy on the Metro, but I'm like, I can't help myself. I'm like, and then like, 
I literally, I go to, there's like a lady sitting next to me, and then she's like, "Are you okay, hon?" And I'm like, "There's cats." <laughs> there's cats. <laughs> oh my god! And then so I get to work, right? And like I worked in a kitchen. Yeah. So I'm like. I have to go cook and hallucinate at the same time. <laughs> I kept thinking I was like cutting my thumb off. Like it was oh really crazy. Gosh. And then I was like thinking like, don't cut your thumb off. Don't cut your thumb off. I was, I was losing my mind. So now I don't take anything that can make you drowsy. Wow. That's yeah. freaky. We should do a podcast where we all take Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like one of those, like, um, like doing weed for the first time. <laughs> it's just like George Clooney and cats the whole time. Literally. I don't even like, I'm not even like a cat person. I know you're not. So it's like. That's weird. Why am I seeing them? So you're on the Metro acting crazy. Yeah. This actually reminds me of this time. Um, sidebar. Yeah. Um, I accidentally drank a bunch of absinthe one time. Um, I was in Iceland. No, Copenhagen. I was in Copenhagen <laughs> and I was there for like a weekend and me and my friend were like, there's like this meatpacking district area, which our Airbnb host had like recommended to us. So uh -huh. they were like, oh, go check it out. So we went there and I normally, when I go to a different country, I'm like, just give me like your most popular drink, right? Yeah. Because I just want to try something new. Yeah. So I go over there. I'm like, Hey, just give me like, give me your best. Yeah. You know, whatever. As one does. Yeah. Give me your like, also, also, you know, your recommendation. <laughs> so then they give me their recommendation. It's super delicious. It's okay. like, I'm like, wow, what is this? Cause like at the time I didn't know that tequila was the only liquor that really agrees with me. Mm -hmm. So I was just drinking, like, I was like, whatever, like this could be vodka. Like, I don't know. So then like I've, I keep asking for more. I was like, give me another one. Give me another one. And unfortunately I was blessed and cursed with like a high alcohol tolerance. So I can drink like four of them fine. And I'm like not even feeling like I'm anything. So anyway, I have like four of them. Yeah. And then I have to like get up to pee, break the seal. And I go to the bathroom and the mirror in the bathroom had like these like shells all around the mirror. Okay. And, um, and I went there and I'm like standing there in front of the mirror and I'm like seeing the shells move and I'm like, oh no not this and i'm like seeing the shells like literally they're like going like this and i at first i was like that's a really cool mirror because i thought it was just everyone but then i started realizing like i started looking at the sink and like looking around and i'm like things are moving and i don't think that they should be and like i've never felt that kind of drunk before so yeah. i go back up to the bar i'm like hey what was what was in this stuff and he's like it's absinthe and i was like really good really awesome so then i was oh like I told her, i'm like i turn my friend I'm like girl we gotta go yeah. she's like why i'm like we've been drinking absinthe she gets up and we're both drunk on absinthe and we have to take like an hour metro back oh to my Airbnb. Gosh. and on the metro back we are like everything she sees i'm seeing she's like did you hear that i'm like i did <laughs> what <laughs> like it was so crazy the cats yeah i, I didn't see cats that time but that would That's have been scary. That's so yeah. scary. So, Hina, what Sorry, is the Zach. craziest fact you know? Um, oh, so um, you know how we're like the older siblings? Yeah. When we were in there, we left a trace of our of our DNA, like some <laughs> like of our old tissue and cell matter in uh -huh. there. So that way when old when younger, when other babies are in the same womb, they know that a sibling has been there before, which is why an older sibling is like quintessentially like the older sibling. Oh. And that it's hard to imagine like the younger one being the older one because the younger one was in that womb being like, my brother was here before me. Like, I am baby. It, wow. The younger sibling knows when they're in the womb. Yeah. That, that there is another been. baby there before. It's them. like the older sibling marked the territory. Yeah. And we, like, I'm the alpha. We are the alpha. It's like dogs. Yeah. Marking We're, their territory. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like, can you imagine being the older one? No, I actually can't. I feel like that, it's like, I don't know, like the role switch. I don't think that would work. Yeah. I mean, Ryan is so quintessentially like. Older? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes I forget that you're younger than me. Really? Like I literally look at you and I'm like, that's. That's an old man. That's my older. <laughs> that's what Sway my says. Older you're so old. Well, I feel like sometimes it's like the way that like you hold things. Like my phone right now? Yeah. It's like hands? this. Or like. <laughs> You'll like do this like stance sometimes where you're looking at your, you hold your phone with two hands. Like most of the time is what I realized. Uh -huh. And that quintessentially is like giving a different age. Senior hold. citizen. It's giving like, <laughs> and then you kind of like, like hold it. You uh, hold it like, can I demonstrate? Yeah. You hold it like this and you're kind of holding it like in this like cupped thing. And you're like this. And I'm like that Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. That's first womb. That's first womb, womb. behavior. Yeah. 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 But I guess you're also first womb and you don't I do I am that. first womb. I think that's what we should be referring to ourselves as now. We're not the oldest. We're the first womb. First womb. Mm. First Team womb. first move. First womb. I can't even Let speak right now. The Benadryl still in me. <laughs> no, not no, I'm serious. I think it is. I noticed like today. We're going to get really weird. When I got, Stay I tuned. feel like I'm really hungover. Really? When you drink a lot. Yeah. Ryan doesn't drink everybody. So that's why so when I drink that Benadryl, 
it's like really messing me up. Yeah. No, I, I can't believe you drank so much. I, I warned you literally two days ago about Benadryl. I, I literally crazy? warned. <laughs> I literally told them about my Benadryl story two days ago, and here they are not listening to me. It was life or death. I needed to do it. So, what are you allergic to? Did you? That's what's so scary is I don't know. You should go do do a panel. I better, yeah. Yeah. I think it might have been shellfish, and I'm slowly developing an allergy to shellfish. That's I had a shrimp. really intense allergy. Not, yeah. not the peanut shellfish combo i know before you know we're only going to be able to eat like at subway or something oh you know? my god don't say that <laughs> okay so hina you were on the hbo show hbo max show called 12 dates of christmas and basically you won the show yeah winning meaning like you found love temporarily we found love in and space. <laughs> how did you get on the show like what was the process like girl so i was like just on i was making tiktoks at the time and i made this video about how I was going to come out to my parents, but like I was confused how they didn't know I was gay because of like the way I dress and the way I act. Uh So um, a casting producer found me on like via that video and then DM me on Instagram was like, hey, do you want to apply for this show? And I was like, "Mm, sure. (laughs) Like at the time, like my stimmy checks were running out. Right. And I wasn't really making money from TikTok yet at that point. Like for real. I was making like a couple you know, a couple hundred bucks a month. You're on that creator fund. I was on that, yeah. I was on the creator fund. So I was like, girl, I got to do anything to make this this bread. So I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. So I applied to be on the show. Um, I went through like several rounds of interviews and immediately like, it was just very clear that I was going to be on it. Yeah. And then that was basically how I got on there. And it was during COVID, right? So you would have to quarantine. Yeah. For how many months before the show even started? So... It was because of COVID, there were like all these regulations for cast. So like, for example, we got there, we were held in like this one hotel and everyone had to be in there for at least a week. And then after the week, like, because the show's format was like, there's only three love interests in the house at any given moment, yeah. like three for each person. Then, and then they had like 10 people come in, right. I think more, but then until it was your time to come in, you were in the hotel. So some people were in there for, I think like, 30 days or something like that. Yeah, like just crazy. And you are completely isolated. Like you were in a room, in a hotel room. You're being paid. Yeah. You're being you're just completely isolated by yourself. You get one walk a day. You can't even go get your own food. You can't go outside. There's no balcony. Like you're literally just in this room. And they took away your phone, right? No, you don't you still have your phone when oh. you're in the hotel. But as soon as you leave, your phone's gone. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, I was only in there for two weeks and like like I think I lost like six pounds in like two weeks because I just wasn't eating enough and I kept requesting food and they wouldn't give it to me. Like at some point, like I ate an entire jar of peanut butter, um, like the low fat Skippy one. And um, I reduced fat Skippy. It's actually my favorite (laughs) peanut butter. Um, But I ate like the entire jar because I was so hungry. Wait, so you would request food and they wouldn't give it to you? Well, there were so many of us. There was like at some point, I think there was like 30 plus of us and there was only like, you know, six or seven like talent wranglers Mm -hmm. and like half of them were taking walks with people because of our one walk a day and you can't walk by yourself so you have to be escorted as you walk what be able to walk by yourself that's so i think it's a safety thing i think it's like they're they want to you know like they've invested so much into you like right like we flew you here etc etc you know wow yeah it would take like three days for your request to come in sometimes like i would order like celery and peanut butter and it'd be like three days later what and i'd like check on it like six times like where's my celery and peanut butter it's like literally just i'm just like wanting a vegetable that's so crazy yeah it was crazy yeah but when we went into the house the food was lit was it yeah it was did they like have a chef come in and cook no no no. girl no we had to cook (laughs) our own lunches i believe um, but then breakfast, like in the morning, you get woken up every day at six o'clock in the morning. And then a producer comes in and it's like time to order breakfast. And then we all put in our breakfast order. And it's like basically someone I think goes to pick it up at a local business and then brings it back to the house. And then we at six o'clock in the morning start doing our own makeup. And then each of us has to go to hair and makeup. So that's why we wake up so early because yeah. we don't start filming until like 10. Wow. So from six to 10, we're like eating, getting ready, going to hair and makeup, going to wardrobe and like getting ready for the day. So like. Like for me, if I ever went on reality TV, like yeah. I would, I don't know like how to, like the drama that starts, right? Yeah. You really got to dig deep and like to do it, right? Or well, it, like as I've, I love reality TV. Yeah. Like I love watching it. I don't even feel guilty about it. Like it is so juicy and I love gossip. So um, for me, I knew what would make good TV. So like I went into it like, you know, if, if love is found, love is found. But if love is not found, I'll make a good show, you know? And like, 
The thing about reality TV is I think that they make the person with the biggest personality in the room look the worst. Cause you're oh, the easiest mm. to like, you're the easiest to manipulate. Like in yeah. terms of like, like you're, you're just talking so much and right. I talk a lot. So like, I feel, and I was like the show's villain just for anyone who like wants to come for me. I already know. <laughs> um, but it's not that I was like mean or malicious or anything like that, but it was just like, gave them so much material. So that they could like literally like edit. What yeah. They yeah, want. yeah. Like they just made up a whole thing of like me hooking up with a girl in some room like that did not happen there. I mean, I did kiss somebody, two people on the show, three people on the show, <laughs> but it was not done in a room like overnight. We didn't spend the night together. I mean, we did cause we shared a room, but it was not like that. So while filming like this romantic reality show, do a lot of the cast members hook up like off camera? Oh yeah. I mean like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was like this, the girls bathroom. Um, cause like they had all of like the girls that were there yeah. share a room. So like all the lesbians, like everyone's in the same room. Right. And there's only like four beds and at any given point there's six girls. So oh my gosh. it was like two girls are sharing a bed. There's like a bunk bed, whatever. The girls bathroom had no mics. So, you know, we were drinking every day, <laughs> things happen. And then, you know, the girly pops would go to the bathroom and like we're all naked in front of each other we're showering in front of each other like things happen and like the gay <laughs> men who and like yeah just like there was no straight men gay men um they all shared a room and actually two of them left together as a couple oh wow, wow. yeah and they dated for a while so they really won the show they really won the show they were like the actual only like success story from the show so the bathroom was like the designated yeah it would be like can like, i meet talk me to in you the bathroom in, yeah can i talk to you in the bathroom like we all knew what that meant oh yeah. so how many times did you go to the bathroom i was in the bathroom <laughs> i mean i was in the bathroom every day but for that reason for the can i go to the bathroom with you um that was like twice three times and was it with the love interests that they had like you matched up with on the show or was it with other well to be fair i wasn't initiating the can i go to the bathroom um conversation oh. in any of these the first time i was literally peeing i was literally <laughs> peeing with a girl and like as girls do like you just go to the bathroom together and so we're in there we were like in the middle of like some kind of like party or something like that and then i'm like literally a, i'm pulling my pants up and she goes you're so hot and i'm like period um, and then she was like, and then she basically was like, can I kiss you? And I was like, sure. She was really hot. And then, so we kissed and then I was like, we shouldn't. And then she's like, we shouldn't. And then it was like, okay. And then we like just carried on with our night. The very next day we had a new girl enter the house and, um, I was showing her around, like being like, this is where we sleep. This is our bathroom, whatever. And then when I'm showing her the bathroom, there's a producer right outside the door, like who's like wrangling us yeah and she closes the door on the producer like grabs me by the shirt like this and then just like kisses me for like a hot three seconds but it's like a really good three second kiss yeah and then she like lets go of me and goes you're really hot and then like leaves wow. and i'm like period and i'm just thinking like am i hot like the girly you pops? go i was i was killing it and then um yeah that's like where we all went to like share secrets and like we'd sit on the bathroom floor at like four in the morning two hours before sunrise. So while being on this reality show, like what do you find that like a lot of producers fake about the show? Um, well, I feel like, so. Or what, what is fake on a reality show? Let's ask that. So like we, we say the things we say, but okay. like you can, you can chop it up and you can put it all together. Like there are things that like I watched when I watched the show and I was like, that didn't happen or I didn't say that. And like, they can just make it look like anything. Or you said it weeks ago and they're saying it now. Like, wow. it's just like, sometimes it's like, you know, like maybe like your first impression is like, oh my gosh, she's really beautiful. And then you hear she's really beautiful at the very end. You know what I mean? To tell the story that they want to tell. Because the job of a reality TV show is like, you can't script these people, but they're saying enough that you can tell a story and they just want to tell a story. Right. So whatever is like the most interesting story is how they run with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, and I was giving them like alternate storylines. I was like, you know, do you want this? Do you want that? Because at the end, like I was there because I won the show. I was there for like eight weeks. Right. And so by the end of the show, I was like just so over it. Like every time, because like every time something happens, a producer's like, let me get you really quick in an interview. So then you're talking about your feelings all the time. And like, I'm not really someone who does that anyway. Uh -huh. So it was really exhausting for me socially as well. So at the end, I was like, I just want to get out of this interview as fast as I can. So I'd just be like, girl, what do you want me to say? And they'd be like, can you just talk about blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, okay. And I'd say it one way and they'd be like, can you say it more like, like you mean it? And I'd be like, okay. And I could just, I, I just could make myself cry on, wow. on the spot. Oh and I would gosh. just, yeah, I, I just wanted to get out of there. So they not, they didn't script it, but they literally are telling you like, can you redo it? Like yeah, do this again? Yeah. 
Dang. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But they're also cutting up something from that could be a week prior and putting it yeah. in the present week. Right. Wow. Would you ever go on a reality show again? I think it depends on the show. Like I, I really want to go on Survivor. Oh, you would crush Ooh. it on Survivor. Yeah. I have no physical stamina, but I feel like if I train for a couple months, I could probably manage. Yeah. Um, it's like my favorite show of all time. I'm like a super fan. I've watched every single episode of every single season. Like I'm so, I'm so in it. Yeah. Um, and I've watched like how people mess up and I've, I, I feel like, but it's different when you're there, you know, and like right. you're surviving. And like, I imagine like, you know, when you're really hungry and you start saying things you don't mean, yeah. um, I feel like that would definitely be a factor of like why people like act crazy is because they're hungry. They're tired. They're mm. in a forest, like just sleeping on bamboo. Yeah. I get it. I feel like you also would be really good at the amazing race. Yes. I would love to do the amazing race as but well. I know it also relies on your partner. Yeah. I w if I've had the perfect partner, like I thought about doing it with my brother because yeah. he's really good at the things I'm not good at. Like I'm good at the social parts. He's also social, but he's really physical and he like likes to work out and stuff. So he could do all like the physically demanding ones. Yeah. But like, I'm pretty fearless when I come, like I'm not afraid of heights. I'm not afraid of like, I'm, I, I literally can't name a fear that I have other than like a branch off of agoraphobia. I'm afraid of the inside of churches, but um, yeah, it's really random. Wait, is that a thing? What? What you just said, what do you call it? Gornophobia? Agoraphobia. Agoraphobia is like the fear of um, like large open spaces. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, I thought you like literally meant like the inside of a church. Like the no, church yeah, no. pews I am stuff. afraid of like the inside. The like, decor? Like, the cross? So, or how open it is. Should I open the story time right now? Go for it. Okay. So when I was like 19, um, I was in Paris and um, I went to Sacré-Cœur, the giant chapel and it's like super famous. Right? right. And, um, me and my ex, we were in there and I was super excited to go. I really, I loved Gothic architecture my whole life. I was yeah. always drawing buildings and you know how everyone had that phase where they're drawing eyes in their notebooks. Mm. I was always drawing buildings. So this was like really huge for me. Um, and we go inside and mind you, I didn't grow up religious and I had no like religious background growing up. So this is my first time in like a real church, right? Like a cathedral. Yeah. I walk in and immediately like I start shaking. I'm like, I'm like shaking my hands are like this. Right. And I'm like, that, am I nervous? Like what's going on? Then I start like sweating and I'm like, it feels like an allergy attack. You know, I'm like sweating, I'm shaking. And then I start crying. And at some point I'm like, and then I realize I can't breathe. And I'm like, what the heck's happened? So I run out of the church and I go and sit on the stairs and I'm like, I'm like literally shaking panic. I am having a full blown panic attack. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Because it's never happened to me in my life before mm -hmm. like that. So then I was like, that was weird. I wrote it off as that was weird. And I was like, maybe, I don't know. Jesus was pretty graphically on the cross. So I was like, maybe it's like, maybe that like, I don't know, threw me or something. Anyway, so um, my friend joked that I was like possessed. Anyway, um, I'm not possessed. Um, You're like having to reassure yourself. I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. So then that ex in question had a religious family and I spent Christmas with them and they wanted to go to church for Christmas. Yeah. So obviously I'm not going to be like, don't take me to church. Cause I had cried that one time in Paris. So I just went with them and lo and behold, I start crying and I start panicking and I start losing my mind inside of a church. And I'm literally just sitting there cause I'm trying to be a good sport, but I'm like literally sitting there shaking in my seat and like the little aisle, like just sitting there like this, like crying. What do you think it is though? Like what part of it? So then this oh, is where the tea is. <laughs> so then, um, I was 22, I was in Milan and I'm walking around and Milan to me, and I've been to many places in Italy, but Milan specifically, when I got there, I was like, you know, this place feels different. Like this place feels like I've been here before. It felt like so comfortable. I knew where everything was. I never got lost, like whatever. So every single day I would take like an hour walk around and then I would always end up in front of this plaza, right? Okay. It was like the same plaza. So I was there for six days and every single time I would take different laps, different rides, different turns. I would always end up in this plaza at some point. So I would, and then there's this church in the middle of the plaza and every single day I would kind of just look at it and go, hmm, that's really interesting. But I never really thought anything of it. But the last day something called me cause that was the first day that the church was empty. Yeah. So I was like, we should go check it out. So I walk up and I go into the church. And before I tell you this next <laughs> reveal, yeah. it's important to note that from the time I was a teenager, I would always record my dreams and I would draw my dreams in a dream journal. Whoa. And I 
like I told you, I've always drawn buildings and there was always this one building interior that I would draw and it looked like an altar, like an altar. Okay. And there was literally an altar and like a giant, like stained glass window. And then in the corner, there's like a hallway that goes down to different whatever. And I would see this dream and it was a nightmare that I was always at the altar. And then all of a sudden, like the door would open behind me and there's people that were rushing in and then they chased me down that hallway. Oh my gosh. So that's why I drew it. And I, I dreamt it like so many times, like four or five, six times. So I was like, this is crazy. So I, when I'm in Milan, back in that present moment, I open the door was kind of open. So I just kind of open it. And then I literally could not believe what I was seeing. It's literally the altar that I drew. What? And then in the corner of the room, there's a door that's literally the same door that I would go run down. And immediately in that moment, like viscerally, I fell to my knees, like so dramatic. And I just start sobbing. And I have no idea why I'm crying. Like, I have no idea. And I'm like, I'm by myself too. So this just looks crazy. And then I go and I, I, I just sit there for a couple of seconds and I'm like, I gotta go. So I get up, I sit down and I'm like, this is crazy. So then my friend, I was telling my friend the story and then they were like, you know, you should talk to a um, past life regression therapist. Yeah. And I was like, period. So I go and I find <laughs> one. And um, basically the first thing that they told me to do was, you know, ask your mom if you ever said anything weird as a child. And I was like, okay. Like they were just, just, you know, but before the age of five yeah. and my mom always told me that I had an obsession with church and that, um, I used to always say, I need to go to church. I need to pray when I was a, when I was a child, mind you, I've never, I didn't even know what church was. We'd never been to church. I was in Japan. What the heck? You don't even have churches in Japan, right? We it's don't like, really even have churches like it? that. It's like, sorry, go ahead. It doesn't matter. Shinto. Yeah. Okay. The religion. Yeah. But yeah. So then I was like, maybe I think I'm maybe in the past life, something went wrong with the church. So was that's it like why I'm afraid of the inside the people of that were chasing after you were like zombies or what were they? No, they were like cloaked people. Like they just had like these long robes on. That's so scary. It's really scary. And I couldn't see their face because they had like a thing over. So your dreams kind of like predicted. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you like have, do you think you have visions? Like, do you, I don't know. That have you like, ever experienced that before? No, that was the only time. That's freaky. Yeah. So anyway. Have you ever had any ghost experiences? Now, I choose actively not to believe in ghosts because okay. I don't want to see them. It's not that I don't think That's that they're real. a good way real. to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but if I don't believe in them, then I can't see them. It's how I've always felt like that. <laughs> my, my mom, like Japanese people are so like ghost this, ghost yeah. that. So my mom always like scared me when I was yeah. a kid, you know? I don't know if your parents are like that. No, my parents are no. don't believe in ghosts. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think they also didn't want us to like be scared oh yeah. yeah yeah my mom was not afraid to scare me she was like <laughs> we were watching the grudge when i was a kid like i was like eight years old watching the grudge eight oh my gosh she was, like, she was like let's watch a movie and it'd be like the grudge and i'm like <laughs> oh my okay yeah okay on to a lighter note yeah, so sorry. hina does a lot of astrology content yeah on mm. tiktok so for you what birth month tends to produce the most attractive people october Libra, October Libras. October. October Libras and um, May Tauruses. What about the ugliest people? Everyone's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so, so October and what? October Libras. Libras. And May Tauruses. Wow. Yeah. Was wait, Leia's May. Leia's Gemini. Oh, so she just missed the cut. She missed the cut, but she's really beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Leia, you're very beautiful. Leia, I love you so much, and you're so beautiful. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so my girlfriend missed the cut. So my girlfriend missed the cut. Obviously, she did not. <laughs> but my favorite sign is Good Gemini. <laughs> but my favorite sign, and I'm not just saying this because of that, but my favorite sign is literally Gemini. Really? I love Gemini so much, and she is a Gemini. And I love May Geminis, and she's a May Gemini. That's my favorite zodiac sign. Wow. Yeah, mm. May Geminis. Mm -hmm. What? astrology sign is the most troubled caused the most chaos in the world aries what months wow. are those um that's uh late march and april oh interesting yeah. oh my god you guys are crazy what do you think like what month do you think produces the most serial killers well virgos okay so yeah. there's actually like research done there's research so it's Virgo, Gemini, Sagittarius. <laughs> what, what month is Virgo? Virgo is August. Okay. August and September. Okay. So on from this study. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you in like in order. So in last place is September. Mm -hmm. Then it's June and October. Mm -hmm. Then is May and August. Mm -hmm. Then is March. Mm -hmm. Then February. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Now, the, for the for the top four, mm-hmm. where the most serial killers are, is July, December, January, and November. So they're saying November, November is number Sagittarius. one. Okay. Yeah. So but, that makes sense. Do you yeah. agree with that? Yeah. I mean, July is kind of random. I mean, I'm a July baby, but Cancer and Leo is not really that represented on that on lists like that normally. Wow. Yeah. So we're but not killers. I'm Sagittarius is not surprising at all because like a lot of serial killers said i think ted bundy was a sagittarius like really and don't quote me on that but i know that a lot of them a lot of like jeffrey dahmer i think was a sag maybe he was a gemini what about it's scorpio always, scorpio is like they get a bad rap but they're not really like they're more like emotionally angry oh but they're not really like so they're like psychopath they're more like not serial killer they're more like they're, they love revenge. That's the thing with Scorpios. Oh. But like you can't, like a Scorpio is not going to just organically like be like, I want you dad. Yeah. But like they will. Dana's like, no, we don't do it like that. Yeah. <laughs> but like if you do something to like hurt them, like they can be really vengeful. Oh. Yeah. Because they don't forget. But Sagittarius is will kill. Sagittarius because they're impulse. Who do we know as Sagittarius? Ashley. Ashley. My sister also. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Both their names are so close to Ashlyn and Ashley. I know, not the serial killer duo. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. (laughs) But no, yeah. Okay. What is your juiciest hot take? I think that social media is killing the music industry. Mm. Really? Mm -hmm. Because, so I think in, in like the boom of music in like the late nineties, especially like I'm talking about like how we know it today. Yeah. Right the nineties and the eighties were a huge influence on like how we currently see like the basic structure of like marketing and a lot of old school um, people in the industry still apply like that kind of marketing strategy. Yeah. But with what, with social media, someone can overnight become a star, but then you don't have like the marketing, you don't have like the team that you need to make yourself into a superstar. Right. I see. Yeah. And so you're skipping a lot of steps. And I think part of like what was really big in the industry before was like paying homage or paying respect to the people that came before you. And you had to pay your dues, so to speak, in the industry to become who you are, which is toxic in and of itself. But when you got to where you were, there was a humbleness about it because it was like I worked really, 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 really hard to get here. Whereas now with social media, it's like anyone can become a music star, anyone. But then if you look at ticket sales, if you look at, you know, who's selling out arenas, it's the same 15 people. And those are the people who made it on the old school come up. Oh, right? And so it, they're not really building a loyal fan base because they don't really have the same structure. But I do think that access wise, like anyone can become a musician and make money off of it, which is great, which is awesome. And art should be that way. But I do feel like the industry as we know it and the way that we think about it today is gonna is is so, so different than the way we thought about it 20 years ago. Right. I mean, look at Young Gravy, right? Young Gravy yeah. had a concert oh. like a month ago. Yeah. And he couldn't even sell like a quarter of the tickets. Right. Wow. So it's like shows you, right? Like yeah. he can have millions of impressions, but that right. doesn't convert. It doesn't convert. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. And I feel like people like, you know, obviously like Beyonce, like why and Taylor Swift, like they've had like decades plus like Beyonce has been in the industry for like 20 plus years, which is incredible. Right. And like when you've been in the industry for that long, you've paid your dues. Like you, you know, she was Destiny's Child and she was Beyonce and she went through so many hoops to get to where she is now that that's why her fandom is like, is the way it is. You yeah, know, right. like you had to do all of that to get to where you are. And there's a lot of respect that we have for artists like that. Whereas like, I feel like the super fan behavior isn't as directed towards people who have like one hit song on a viral sound. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I don't think we're supposed to know that much about people's personal lives. And that's like a whole other topic. <laughs> True. But it, it really does like it's it's unhealthy, I think. In, in your life, yeah. what would you say is the meanest thing you've ever done to someone? <laughs> oh, my sister's going to hate me for telling this story. But um, when we were kids, yeah. my mom used to give us um, Oreos for a snack. And I hated the black part of the cookie. I really hated it. I thought it was so nasty. I really love the cream though, as kids do. So um, my mom would give me a bag of Oreos and go, here, go share with your sister. Um, And then I would lick the cream Uh out of the Oreo and then stick the black cookies together with my spit (laughs) and then give them to my sister. (laughs) And be like, there you go. Like, here's a cookie. 
And my sister, of course, didn't know that I was doing that. So she just thought Oreo cookies were the black cookies. Right. And then it wasn't until she was a little bit older when she started hanging out with her friends and she had a real cookie. She was like, oh, my God, did you know that Oreo cookies like they have Oreo cookies with cream inside? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And she discovered my my fraud, my lie, <laughs> my deception. <laughs> did she prefer it with the cream inside? She prefers it with the cream. Oh, okay. Nice, Ashlyn. Yeah, sorry. But she did eat my, she ate my Halloween candy like a couple years later. So she's had her revenge. Okay. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> you took so a lot of, you took a lot so of cream. <laughs> she ate all my Reese's. <laughs> so what is the craziest conspiracy theory that you know? Um, have you heard of the Tupac is still alive one? No. Yeah, it's tea. Well, basically, so the, the theory goes like this, and I'm not claiming to subscribe to this, but this is just something I've heard. Um, so basically it all starts with the coroner report, okay. right? So Tupac, he was about 5'10", which you, you know, weighs about like 170 pounds on mm -hmm. average. Well, his coroner report reported that he was 6'1 and 210 pounds. What? Which you don't just gain 40 pounds. Yeah. And you also death. don't grow either. You also, yeah. I mean, I feel like opposite. You kind of shrink, you know, whatever. Yeah. there's also like claims that he was missing tattoos that were on his chest from his California love music video on the actual autopsy. And then he was cremated really, really fast. And like the person who cremated him was literally never seen again. What? And yeah, Whoa. like after he did the cremation, which he was paid $3 million to do by the way, 3 million yeah, by sugar Knight, And he was literally never seen again. And then the last photo that was taken of him, which was like the night he passed away, there were gunshots that obviously that's how he, how he died. Right. Not saying I believe, but you know, just, um, the night that he died, it was like on a really, really busy part of the Vegas strip. And also like Mike Tyson was fighting that night. So people were like out in the streets mm -hmm. and no one heard the gunshots. And the last photo that was taken of them allegedly was like when they were driving down the strip where, but if you look at the picture, there's no keys in Shug's ignition. So it's like, how's the car driving? Them? How's the car driving? What even happened? And he yeah. got shot multiple times and you're telling me no one in no Vegas one, heard yeah, the gunshots? Yeah, there were multiple gunshots fired and no one heard it. Yeah. That's, that's in, just in weird. Yeah. And then what's also crazy is that his girlfriend allegedly told, like begged him not to go out that night as well. And was like, I just have a bad feeling. Please don't go out. Please don't go out. And he went out. And then also another thing is that, have you guys heard of the artist Machiavelli? No. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. I don't know. Well, Machiavelli um, is... So Tupac on his last album, he used another alias, Machiavelli. And if you rearrange letters, there's Am Alive K. And I think also I'm something like I'm Alive or something. There's different ways to rearrange yeah. letters that kind of... Well, Machiavelli, the Italian writer, was someone who basically said the best way to avenge your enemies is to basically come like fake your own death and then come back to strike for your revenge at the perfect time. So he went under this alias and then afterwards, after his death, there's an artist called Machiavelli who sounds un, it's kind of uncanny how much he sounds like Tupac. And then he's making music like to this day under heck? an alias called Machiavelli. So, and also, and I don't think Machiavelli performs. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and didn't like Tupac release six albums after he yeah. died of all new material? Yeah. Like, how's that possible? I mean, Mathematically speaking, it's really unlikely that they had six albums worth of like unreleased songs, but also like Tupac was writing a lot of music. So it could have, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? And that's just a conspiracy theory. Yeah. And that's just what people are saying in the streets. That's really sketchy. Yeah. Right. When it's, you, when you add it all up, it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. And like, I'm not good at math, but you know, <laughs> some things I know. Do you have any other crazy conspiracy theories? Avril Lavigne, his possessed by her twin or she was her body was taken over by her tw evil twin melissa really yeah and melissa. that after her skater boy era like yeah. when she was all punk and stuff like when she came back for girlfriend uh -huh. she was no longer avril but her twin melissa mm. that's the tea i don't know anything more about it but that was going around for a while that's what they say i was obsessed with that theory when i was like 12 i was like <laughs> yeah there's no other explanation <laughs> but now we just call that a rebrand so yeah Shall we move on to the uncensored version? Uncensored. Of just the nobody's uncensored. Welcome to Love Island. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so on just the nobody's uncensored, the last time we did this, we talked to Soy and Ashley. Yeah, I watched we, it. And we talked about soaking. Yeah. And I have a Mormon ex. <laughs> <laughs> you dated a Mormon? Yeah, I did. Well, an ex-Mormon. Oh. oh. Yeah. So, so you know about soaking. I know, I know about it. But she was yeah. an ex. So technically, she didn't have to do soaking. We didn't have to soak, no. <laughs> oh yeah 
Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do that. So I guess to get the, the ball rolling for yeah. the uncensored, mm -hmm. have you, for, so for Soy and Ashley, they yes. were involved in a situation where, as you know, yes. this person was making out yes. or hooking up and they're rubbing against Soy and Soy was awake. Yep. So for you, have you had any experiences like that where someone's like hooked up in front of you or like anything like that? I played the fifth. Okay. <laughs> Didn't say, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. I, I played them. On the next, <laughs> moving on. So like I saw that like a lot of people talk about like role playing and mm. <laughs> what would be, have you ever role played? Um, one time with an ex, um, she had like a nun thing. Are oh. you being serious right now? Yeah. It kind of like played into like my weird religious like imagery thing where I was like, mm, I don't know, but I don't kink shame. So I give it a shot, but it wasn't really. Did I you dress up as the nun? No, she was a nun. And I was like some consort. Interesting. Yeah. I don't kink shame, so. Do you have to go, is there like a special store you buy the costumes at? Or is no, it just something? No, it's you... more of a vibe. You're like, okay, I'm a nun now. It's like when, oh, you're, playing, it's like when you're playing make-believe when you're a kid, you're like, I'm a nun. And everyone's just like, okay, you're a nun. Also, yeah. there's no we like, like dress we like, up involved. We like, we like turn all the lights off in the house and we're like walking around with just candles. <laughs> It was actually more silly than it was sexy. I was like, okay. <laughs> I like put on an accent for like no reason. Um, I just thought it would like maybe fit the vibe. I was like, let's just be like a French nun consort. Did you show your drawing as a kid? Like, look. I was like, this is my church. What? No. It, do you have like a, the craziest hookup story? I don't kiss and tell, Ryan. Well, that's just nobody's uncensored. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you a would you rather question? Sure. Okay. Would you guys, this is part of the uncensored, okay? Yeah. Okay. Would you guys rather every time you sleep with someone, the person that you're sleeping with's face turns into the face of Shrek, only for the duration of while you're sleeping with them? Or every time you nut, you have to rap the entirety of Rap God by Eminem. <laughs> you have to do the whole thing like while you're nutting. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's like while, and like obviously you're not gonna nut for that long, oh but you just gosh, have to keep so going. Awkward, you know? you okay. just have to keep going. Hmm. So now going back to the Shrek one. Yeah. It's just the face. It's just the face. Everything else stays the same. Everything else stays the same. It's just the face. It's just like they just fully are like, get out, Miss Womp. Like they get out, Miss Womp. Yeah. Oh, has a personality of Shrek too? They 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 speak like Shrek. <laughs> oh, now you're adding on. To <laughs> no, 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 no. I go Shrek. Shrek? What? Aww, I, thought the, I thought the rap Leia. god one would be kind of cool. <laughs> not kind of. You're like not to flex on you twice. That's kind of impressive. <laughs> like, but um, here it is. I think I'd also pick rap god. Am I crazy? The strike one's no. kind of weird, man. I mean, so you can hard. close your you can close your eyes, I guess. But with rap god, you just have to perform it. But yeah. I'm a Leo. Yeah, so yeah I'm like, what's the problem? You're right. What did I do? I should just pick the rap god thing. That doesn't really do anything. You got to think though. The sh doing rap god right it's like that's like an impressive thing to do it's kind like being of like, able to do that yeah it's like how many people do you know like that actually know all the words i don't i try to learn it when i was like is that the one that grade. daniel radcliffe did no oh. no 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 i'm not going to demonstrate it for you because it's embarrassing you've heard rap god yeah. it's like the one where he goes like crazy fast yeah is it on guitar hero no oh i'm an m on guitar hero i don't know why i thought it was on guitar hero Maybe like a like a mod or something. Uh oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're all rap godding. Well, are you are you shrekking? You're shrekking. Oh, okay, I'm joining that swamp. Yeah, I'm looks aren't in looks it. aren't everything. No. <laughs> he he, he regrets it so much. I know. He's like no. no. <laughs> okay, we will be. Le Let's get out uncensored now. <laughs> You're like enough. <laughs> oh, oh, did you have one more? Um. Oh yeah. Would you guys rather not be able to tell the difference between a muffin or a baby? So like you, you won't be able to tell the difference. So if you see a baby, you could eat it because it, it's actually a muffin or change genders every time you sneeze. Ooh. It's kind of giving like Zelda. And like, That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. I'm changing genders personally. I'm changing genders too. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Oh my God. We can have like a girl's day. I feel like you can also make I'll yourself sneeze. Season. So you're kind of changing on command in a way you're too. You're so right. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really useful. You could be like a spy. But you might accidentally eat a baby if you go the yeah. other way, right? So. Right. And then like go say, jail. say goodbye to having a family. Yeah. Yeah. Or you might kill your family. You might right. eat your kids. You might eat your kids. There are some birds that do that. I'm switching. What? Yeah. Birds eat their kids? Sometimes. Eat them to survive or just no, eat them they to just kill? eat them. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Yeah, there's other animals that do that. <laughs> a lot of animals actually eat their kids sometimes on accident. Do dogs eat their kids? No. Oh. They just lick them a lot. Taste the blood. Yeah, they like to clean them. Um, okay, so we'll leave Justin though, but he's uncensored now. <laughs> oh, we have a soundboard. <gasps> Can I touch Going it? back to Justin Nobody Censored. Did nice. I do it? Yeah, you did. Can I do it one more time? Sure. Why don't I hear it? It's only for the people listening. At home. <gasps> you guys are so lucky. <laughs> what is the best advice someone's given you or you've read or you've received? <laughs> so a boss that I hated. Yeah. I literally hated his guts. He was like the worst ever. But he did say something that was like, it made me mad how profound it was he said um if you don't know something it's actually better to say that you don't know than to pretend you know or to come up with some answer so like for no. example if someone was like hey like have you um what's your opinion about yada 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 you can go you know i don't know enough to have an opinion about that and they and respect like, you that's more. yeah and that's actually more that I, I feel like that garners more respect than just making a fake opinion based on th something you don't actually know about yeah, that's right. good yeah and like, I just use that a lot. Like when people are talking about things I have nothing about and they're like, oh, like, what are your thoughts on? I'm like, I don't know. I don't that, have any thoughts about it because I don't valid. know enough. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like too many people maybe get into like trouble, like saying like, yeah, I, I know what that is. Yeah. Or like just forming like, or like regurgitating opinions, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I like to make my own opinion and just say, I don't know until then. I have to say this. Mm -hmm. I think you are the smartest person I know. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel, no. I, I was thinking about that yes. the other day. I was like, you know, I think Hina is the smartest person I know. You guys are just saying that because you guys are making a podcast. No, 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 no. I feel like I've told you that no, before. No, I'm not. Uh, now I'm telling you publicly. Yeah. No. Hina is the smartest person we know. And we know a lot of smart people. Yeah, <laughs> smart. smart. <laughs> but Hina is the smartest. No. Okay, moving on. What is your top five favorite movies of all time? Ooh. Um, the Room by Tommy Wiseau. Um, I love, um, The Handmaiden. Um, it. it's really good. It's gay. Um, and I love Mr. Nobody. I know that Jared Leto, like, I don't know how people feel about him, but I really like the movie. It's really good. Um, The Invisible Guest is a Spanish film. Okay. It's actually, I'm not going to say, I was going to say it's on Netflix, but no, The Invisible Guest. Um, oh, actually The Invisible Guest kind of ties with, um, Ne le dia personne. It's like a French movie. I'm going to um, take one from your book. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> I hope one day to research enough. That's really to good. Understand. I think it came out in 2006. And then um, my last one is, uh, what is it? Haruhi Suzumiya. The Disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. mm. That one's like an anime one. Is it in really Japan? It, yeah. T well, it's, it's, an, it's an anime. It just takes place in Japan. It's really good. It's like really fantastical, but it's like really long. So it's old movie. Yeah, it's old. Oh, we had to well, watch it's that. Like, I think that one came out in 2010. I feel like a lot of the movies you just named, I have no idea. No, I've never watched any of them. That's good. The Room, the room? I know about The Room. Oh my God, I love The Room. What it's it's my, probably like my most rewatched movie. Really? Wow. I put everyone onto it. Isn't I it like everyone one watch of the it. most hated movies too? It's like the most polarizing movie, I think. Okay. Because like people are like, the first time you watch it, if you like try to take it seriously, like it's not good. Yeah. But then like it's, it's, it's objectively horrible. Wow. Right. But it's so funny. It's it, so but it's funny. not trying to be funny though. It's not trying to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so brilliant to me. And it's just like, I don't know. And I love Tommy Wiseau. I feel like he's just brilliant. Yeah. Did you watch the one with James Franco? And I did. Yeah. Was that good? Yeah. I think he did a good Tommy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I like that Tommy was like involved in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the press tour that they did. What is your top three favorite animes of all time? Um, Sailor Moon, because I used to watch that as a kid. Um, Kakegurui, because I love to gamble. And <laughs> um, what was the other one? Oh, yeah. Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Ooh. Yeah. That one was really good. It was really Cyberpunk good. Cyberpunk was really good. Yeah, I didn't get to watch good. it yet. It's so good. Is it follow the video game or is it no, after the video game? No, it's a story in the universe. And it's also, that's my favorite video game as well. That, so. that show did shock me. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. What's the Rock's Tomato score on that right now? Like 100%. Is it really? I don't know. Is it in the I 90s? Just made that up. I think I it won Anime of the Year. Wow. I think it did. Don't that's, quote me, but I think tea. it did. That's T. That's crazy. Yeah. It and, was really good. And Hina, you worked in the music industry, right? Yeah. So what is your top five favorite music albums of all time? Okay. Um, 
One of them is definitely Mariah Carey's Caution album. It's so good. One of my favorite songs of all times on it, Giving Me Life. Oh, so good. Um, I also love um, Mac Miller's The Divine Feminine. Um, Amy Winehouse Frank, the UK version. Um, basically any and all of Al Green's albums, um, especially the one with Simply Beautiful on it. It's the white album. Um, I think that's, I don't remember the name of the album actually. And then um, the Sly and the Family Stone album, the one where he's jumping in the air and like a split. I have it on vinyl over there. Wow. Yeah. I ha do you know a lot of those? No. We got to do some listening. Yeah. We're not very well versed in the music space. You guys get space. The, the, the movies. I'll get the music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. All right. This next part of the podcast, I'm going to ask you a bunch of would you rather questions. Okay. And you have to answer them as fast as you can. Okay. <laughs> would you rather have dinner with Jay-Z or have $500,000 untaxed? Um, I've already had a drink with Jay-Z, so I'd rather just um, That's crazy. Whoa. have the money. Okay. It was a work thing. Strawberries. I wasn't alone. <laughs> It was, it was in a group. That's still really cool. Yeah. Strawberries or blueberries? Blueberries. Water or soda? Water. Coca-Cola or Pepsi? Pepsi. Chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream? Vanilla bean. Oh. Oh, that wasn't an option. Well, vanilla. vanilla. I don't like chocolate ice cream. <laughs> Meat or vegetables? Vegetables. M&Ms or Skittles? Skittles. White chocolate or dark chocolate? Dark chocolate, 100%. N-World Hunger? Or get $50 million untaxed? Um, end world hunger because to end world hunger, it would cost more than $50 million untaxed. Would you rather live in LA or New York? LA. Would you rather live in a huge treehouse in the forest or a massive penthouse in a skyscraper? Skyscraper. I wouldn't know what to do in a forest. I'd be bored. <laughs> Prepare for survivor. <laughs> uh, live in Greenland or Iceland? Iceland. No, Greenland. Iceland. Iceland. <laughs> Greenland. Iceland. Iceland. Vacation in North Korea or South Korea? Ryan. <laughs> South. <laughs> Would you rather live in an underwater city or a city a thousand feet in the air? Oh, city a thousand feet in the air, like sky high. That would be cool. Yeah. Do I get superpowers while I'm up there? Sure. Yeah. I'm sure if, I mean, if we're living in the sky a thousand feet we, up. We would, be, no, we would know how to fly. Yeah. Can we come back down? I don't know. Maybe the world's like, you can't even Is live. Is it like an escalator? No, it looked like it was just a floating city. Mm, cool. I like it. Uh, yeah. Underwater would be scary. There's too many things that can kill you down there. That is true. That is true. Yeah. In the air, like what? A bird? You're going to peck me? Yeah. Square up. <laughs> what is your next, um, what are you working on currently? I'm writing a book. <gasps> That's right. Yeah. You're um, going to say that right now? Yeah. It's okay if they know I'm writing a book. That's right. It's really good. It's how, amazing. How many chapters do you have written so far? Um, Like... I have like segments of a bunch of chapters, but I have 10 chapters done that I am like completely content with. Wow. Yeah. Like I've edited it probably, I've rewritten all 10 chapters probably six times. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've been working on it for like two years, but I have other parts of the book that are written. They're just not in a chapter yet. Wow. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, the story is so original and I feel like it's definitely, I could definitely see it as a movie. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks when guys. do you project it to be I want to have the first book out by next year, like the end of next year. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be a series? Yeah, it's a trilogy. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It's going to be dystopian, like sci-fi, cyberpunk, core. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be hot. It's, it's definitely, be... I mean, I feel like whatever you do, you like go like a thousand percent. So it's yeah. going to be really good. Thanks. Yeah. It's like my only like passion aside from actually video games. Oh, my gosh. What yeah. is your top five favorite video games? Oh, my God. Period. Um, Cyberpunk 2077. The DLC comes out September 26th. So <laughs> start playing. Um, it's gay. Um, okay. Anyway, um, Cyberpunk. Um, I love Fallout, like just the series. Um, I love... What else? Oh, Kirby's Air Ride on the GameCube. Um, I love like Rock Band. Um, and... What else? I've, oh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm. Oh, wait, yeah. did you just start playing that? I've been playing it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's great. That's a great game. Yeah, it's a really great. I love like, I love for, foraging for berries and like <laughs> filling my copendium. I've never played Red Dead Redemption that way, but. Um, yeah, sure I, my main goal right now is just filling the copendium. I like go hunting and like search for berries and fish and I'm just trying to get them all. <laughs> <laughs> You're collecting the berries? 
Yeah. What about the flowers? Do you collect the flowers? Yeah, the flowers and the berries and oh. like the herbs and stuff. Yeah. I'm glad someone did that. I'm sure like yeah. the designers out there that really focus on that, they're like, thank you, yeah. Hina. I literally like, I go out on my horse and I don't even like do the missions right now. I just like go out there and I just go to areas I've never been before and then just look on my, with my dead eye, like where the berries are. And then I just go over there and I'm like, oh, please be a berry I haven't found yet. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like the fishing too and the hunting. I've gotten really good at that actually. Really? I'm a vegan, so it makes me sad, but... <laughs> I have to fill my compendium. So <laughs> let's see. You're on TikTok. Yeah, that's right. Your username is Hina. That's right. You're on Instagram as Hina no. Sabatine. Kate Sabs. Kate Sabs. Yeah, K, the number eight, S-A-B-Z. So if you want to see the amazing life of Hina, make sure you follow them on all their socials. It's all linked in the description. And you're going to be posting about your book. Yeah, when it comes out eventually. It's really good. Yeah, I hope you guys love it. It's literally my everything and I've put everything into it and all my free time and all of my my creative energy and all of my effort and all of my heart and all of my soul into it. So I hope you like it a little. And it's one thing to know about Hina, they don't take shortcuts. So you know it's good. Thank you. Yeah, it is it is my everything. Is there anything that you want to say that you want to promote? Um, No. Just living life? I'm just living life. Go follow just the nobodies. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're talking yeah. to all the subscribers right now. <laughs> If make you, sure you stay followed. Yeah, make sure you stay followed and like and comment below about everything. <laughs> even things that maybe aren't even related. Just give me a hot take in the comments. They love reading comments. We love it. They put they print them out and they put them in their bathroom so they can read them while they're using it. Only the positive ones. No, you put the negative ones under the sink. I've seen it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I also put them in the toilet, too. Yeah, I know. So then I just <laughs> use, it, use the bathroom on top of all of yep, it. Yep, I know. That's what we do, the haters. Yep. Pee on it. Well, thank you, Hina, for being here. Thank you for your all your insight and your oh amazing God. stories. Well, I'm here. I'm in my house. Oh yeah, sorry. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for having us. <laughs> I'm like, I can't help but be here. I don't drive. I do want to say this. Hina is one of our bestest friends. You're such an amazing you individual. So you are one of the most genuine people we know, Aww. and you've you've been there for us. And we're just so thankful that we were able to Aww. meet. Yes. I feel like in social media world, right? You really don't find like really genuine friendships and to be, my hands sweaty and even in life i feel like it's hard to find genuine friendships and yeah. to be able to find or Aww. to have this friendship through social media it's like so crazy to me oh you guys so we're so thankful for you i love you guys so much can i tell them a story really quick about how i knew that you guys are really nice people <laughs> um last year at vidcon um it was like 100 degrees and i was panicking because i didn't know where to check in and then i ran into them and i'd only met them once before that and i just ran up to them and i was like guys where do you check in and they were like oh i think it's just down that way and they're like we can watch your stuff for you if you want and i was like really would that be okay because i had so many bags and stuff and they just like watched it outside and i was gone for like an hour and i was freaking out and i was like i don't even know like is that okay because the line was so long and they just waited out there in the hot heat for an hour with my bag and then i came back and they weren't even mad at me they were just joyous and they were like, did you find it okay? <laughs> it was so nice. It was so nice. I'll never forget it. Yeah. Well, if anyone out there needs us to protect your bags, that's it was we're, really good, nice. we're good for that. <laughs> yeah. They're really like they're, they're really like the nicest people I've ever met in my okay, life. Like, no, 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 no. Wait, Thank let you. me say my piece. <laughs> they're really the nicest people I've ever met in my life. And like seriously so kind. And it's so rare that you meet people who are just kind for no reason, like just other than just being kind. Like they don't want anything from you. They just want to be kind because they're kind. Like that's such a rare quality, you know? It's like so untransactional, like the way that you guys have kindness and like compassion. We feel the same way about you. You know, it's just so beautiful. And even my sister who who they just met was like, those people are so nice. And I'm like, oh, I we love your sister. Know. I'm like, and my sister doesn't really feel that comfortable on people right away, but you guys made her feel really, really comfortable because Aww. you guys are so nice and she loved you guys. Well, I'm just so I'm thankful that we could yeah. all be friends and yeah. hang out. Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you guys know that they're like sixth generation, hundred percent Japanese? That's so rare. Sorry, yeah, I guess it is kind of rare, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like off topic, but. Fun facts about Ryan and Daniel. This is the longest outro we've ever had. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. I guess we should go. <laughs> but thank you so much, Hina. Oh, thank you, guys. You're the best. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok. And we'll see you guys next Saturday or Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. We'll Period. see you on the TikTok. See God you bless you guys. Line. See ya. Love you. God bless you, America. <laughs>